TogiNet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or even more. I give you the opportunity to go look at their hotel fees and take advantage of their cost savings. Please go to www.bestradiotravel.com. Check them out. I think you'll be pleased. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach and motivational speaker who has a passion for helping women who need a second win. She is the author of the Amazon bestseller, Effortless Happiness, How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. She studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, and is a fully certified coach in his program. Also, she has served as an assistant in his training programs. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted thousands of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you to get your second wind. Now here's your host, Joyce Buford. Welcome. It's always such a treat to have you here. I love that you've stopped by this morning to listen to the podcast because I always have just the most interesting guests, and I hope that's why you're here to listen to us. Before I go on, I want to share with you go on with my guest, um, I want to share with you an offer that I have on my website that is about happiness. And so if you will go, if you're needing a little more happiness in your life, you want to experience what might be missing from your daily lives, I've given you a tool. It's a free offer that you can go and download at my website. If you go to JoyceBufordEmpowers.com, then you'll see the free gift there that's listed. It's five steps to finding happiness. So in this time of trial, stress, and frustration, many of us do get off course, and we sometimes forget there, our happiness really is in our control. So these are five steps that can help you regain your happiness. I hope you'll go there and claim this. It's waiting for you. So moving on into our show today, I am so pleased to have Jillian Wheeler as our guest today. Let me tell you about her. She graduated summa cum laude from St. Edwards University with a degree in community and mental health. And she is trained as a counselor at the Texas Institute of Family Psychiatry in Houston, Texas. She claims herself as a writer, speaker, and consultant for more than three decades with a background in consulting, writing, and marketing. She has roots in two countries. Her mom, as she kindly says her mom, M-U-M, was Canadian and dad a Texan. And she grew up in Vancouver, British Columbia, up and down the West Coast and in Texas. She lives with her husband now in 
the beautiful hill country of Texas and has three grown children and three grown nieces whom they have helped raise and 10 grandchildren. They love to travel. Oh, I, I immediately connected with her. <laughs> another traveler, another soul traveler there. And she's an avid reader and walker and the happiest near the ocean. Well, Jillian, is it the waves that you like about the ocean? What is it? That power that we have here. Welcome. You know, it's an interesting thing. I I used to work with a man who grew up in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And he, he he was living in the middle of the country at the time, in the middle of the United States. And he mm-hmm. was saying that his theory is that people who grow up on the ocean are never happy far away from it. And I think that may be the case with me, having grown up in Vancouver, where Uh uh, the ocean is everywhere. There are Uh rivers tumbling down into the ocean and mountains looking down on the ocean. There's hardly a place you can stand in the city that you don't see water. Uh, Yeah. So it's it's where I feel most at home. Although, Mm -hmm. you know, as you said, I love to travel. And I Mm -hmm. love, there's so many beautiful places on this earth to see. Oh, I agree. Yeah, and I have to say some of them are in Texas. You know, we have to have that Texas pride here going on since we're both from Texas. But I am so excited because of your program called Reboot Your Bliss, which also talks about uh, the process that you actually created as you went through handling your own uh, depression throughout the years as we grow up. I, I share, and I share the process. You share your process with the, your clients and it's called Reboot Your Bliss, which is a three month personalized mentoring program. And then you also have your book. So tell us about this depression that you, um, lived through and developed this, this process around just what happened in your life well I think I've been clinically depressed at least since I was five years old I was um I was grew up in a very abusive home I was the oldest child and um my mother was an alcoholic and my dad came home from world war ii with Mm -hmm. ptsd and was extremely violent and you know they certainly as all parents do, they did the best they could at the time, but it was a, a terrifying environment in which to grow up. Yeah. And I realized myself as I, I married young, I was 20 when I got married. I was 18 when I got married, 20 when I had my first child. Oh my and goodness. so while I was trying to sort out my own mental health, I was also trying to make a marriage work and trying to raise two kids. And I had, an episode, a suicidal episode early in my marriage, a few years into my marriage. And mm. I went into the hospital and started doing, um, started doing therapy mm-hmm. and began to realize that the more I learned about healing myself, the more I wanted to work in that field. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and, and, completed my education and became a counselor myself. And of course, I think there's something in the universe that 
that is always true, which is we teach what we're learning ourselves. Oh, I so, agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I helped many clients as I began to develop techniques to help myself. Mm-hmm. I shared them with my clients mm-hmm. and I've worked with the probably thousands of people who've been clinically depressed and mm-hmm. I have a, I have a program, a course for people to self help in healing their own depressions. I'm certainly not opposed to, to a medical model of depression. I think there are times that um, conventional medicine has a lot to offer. But mm-hmm. I think ultimately for those of us who face chronic depression over the years, we need to have a toolkit that mm. we put together that enables us to make it through life without falling into that pit. And yeah. that certainly was was the case for me. I've I've been through many things in my life. I think most of us I mean, folks listening here, I know you certainly when we shared the other day, most people go through a lot of difficult things in life. Life is mm-hmm. amazing and wonderful and exciting, but it also brings challenges. Yeah. And getting through those challenges without becoming immobilized by depression has been the greatest gift for me. Um, yeah. And the fact that I've been able to help other people do that and I've been able to do it myself is it's one of the real satisfactions of my life. Right. Well, I, you know, I kind of question and yet I know um, it's probably just a figment of my imagination. But we like to say that we go through more heartache, more break, more depressing moments these days. And certainly we see it by these. Uh, these shootings that take place all over the United States periodically and doing killing so many people just innocently going up, living their life and taking their life in the, in a day. But do you think we really are increasing in our depression or have we always had a depression? Because certainly back in the old days, it was difficult. We had difficult things that happened to us like unplanned deaths and all of that. But do you see an increase or decrease or uh, do you get a reading on that? You know, that's a really interesting question. Um, Let me, let me just say, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this statistic, but one in four women between 35 and 50 is on psychoactive medication. And almost always that's antidepressants and Mm -hmm. one in eight men. So Mm. certainly we're talking about depression more. Yes. But yes. And, and of course it's an insecure world and there's this huge political divide in our country. Mm. that's So painful because so often it's within families. You know, I have friends and family members that I know feel very differently than I do. And Mm. we have to find a way to, to work through that. And Mm. also there are a lot of, worldwide realities, you know, wars and tragedies. And certainly, I I think because we're Texans, we've really been affected by this. These yes. two shootings in a row in El Paso. It's, and it's difficult to to cope with so much 
everything is is so available to, to us now. We know what's yes. going on, whereas before mass communication, we didn't know in the same <laughs> way. Yeah. But you know, I know that my mother in the in the fifties had several what were called at the time nervous breakdowns, mm-hmm. and I think what she experienced was just a severe a depressive episode. She she had that two or three times when I was growing up. And, but as I look back to earlier times, and I, I can only imagine, but I think that, first of all, people were so busy making a living and taking care of big families mm-hmm. that they really didn't have the luxury of stopping to notice the difficulties they were having emotionally. And people, certainly women, didn't have the options that we have now. Um, Mm -hmm. But there were always people who suffered emotional breakdowns. And I think think while there were fewer decisions to make in life, Mm -hmm. it also means that a lot of people lived in situations that they really weren't happy with. So yes. it's an interesting question. I don't know if there's a definitive answer. Well, you brought up two things that I do definitely think adds to today's stress. One, the media with such we hear about everything happening all over the world, so we get a lot more input into conditions, you know, threatening conditions that happened. So we get that a lot sooner. And then also just the accessibility of medication is so much easier and sometimes prescribed uh, is so much easier. I know when I went through my divorce, I was, you know, couldn't stop crying. I was definitely stressed and it was really no no problem. You know, once I just said, I'm just crying, I can't stop crying. He said, okay, let me write this for you. And it wasn't antidepressant. And I did stay on it for maybe three years, way past the divorce. But I did say, I want off this. And I think there are many women that don't say that as they continue living their lives. So I think those are two very important things that you brought to mind there that we do have in our present day that we didn't have back in the old days. You know, we just didn't have the infl- the the flooding of all of the horror that goes on around the world. It just wasn't as accessible. So I think it does yes. add and, to our life. And I think also, um, you know, something that's important to note, one of the things I do in my, in my course in depression is that mm-hmm. I... I go through the history of the medications and, you know, the medications and their various side effects. Mm-hmm. But I will share that when I was first, first realized that I was severely depressed in mm-hmm. the, in the seventies, in the early seventies, mm-hmm. that the medications that were available were extremely limited and not very useful at all. Oh, but now, now that we know so much more about how the brain works, uh-huh. the medications are greatly improved. Uh-huh. And I'm, as I mentioned before, I'm certainly, I'm certainly a believer in using medication when you're at a point as you were, when it's just yeah. hard to be functional. 
if right. you're if you're feeling that you might want to end your life, mm-hmm. I think if you, if you're just having a hard time taking care of your children and doing your job, then mm-hmm. I think medication can be an interim solution. And for some right. people, I need to say, for some people who have manic depressive illness, people who are bipolar, mm-hmm. a lot of those folks really need to be on medication for the rest of their lives mm. because um, they have a, a very a challenging mental health profile. And in order to find that happy medium, sometimes they need some chemical assistance. Right. Yeah. Um, how, I'm curious to know, how does one know when they're severely depressed? Uh, are there signs that are in all depression? Yes, there are. And one of the things that people might be interested in doing, I have a website called Help for Depression Book mm-hmm. and helpfordepressionbook.com. And on that site, or you could just put in my name and you'll find it. On that site, I actually have some tests that people can administer to themselves to oh, decide awesome. if they're if they're depressed. Yeah. And that's that's really helpful. But right. in general, I would say um, people are often often depressed if they are if they find that they're very tired if they mm-hmm. feel that they just don't have energy to mm-hmm. make it through the day, if they feel um, that they have frequent bouts of crying, mm. if they're sleeping much more or sleeping much less, mm. um, if they're moving slowly. You know, depression is has many physical manifestations as well as emotional. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're doing things slowly, if you're feeling hopeless, mm-hmm. uh, if you're having trouble concentrating, one of the ways that I always know if I start having an onset of depression, and I will say it's been many years since I've had a serious, ongoing, active bout of depression, but mm-hmm. I still, times will come that I will realize that I'm beginning to get depressed, or often my husband will realize and my, mm-hmm. or my, one of my children will realize and say, um, listen, you need to notice what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And one sign for me is that I have a lot of difficulty processing mentally. I can't do math. Mm. I, uh, I have, I have trouble doing tasks that require concentration. Mm-hmm. Um, some people just feel really agitated and have a hard time relaxing and then mm-hmm. appetite is another thing sometimes people um are you know just eat compulsively or just lose all their appetite yeah yeah um i think we're but aren't there more people that have those moments than don't i mean i almost consider some of those down days is just part of life and i think that's true um, yeah it's not, it's, we're always experiencing things in life that we have to respond to. And I think mm-hmm. a, a serious depression, a real depression, isn't diagnosed until it's been present for several weeks. Ah. If, people have been, if people have been 
feeling depressed for more than two weeks and it feels as though they can't get control of it, mm-hmm. then that's that's a time to to pay attention and realize right. you may need some help. When you right. know, when you're in the middle of an emotional process, often you just don't realize what's happening. Right. And you have to stop and, and do a check in or have mm-hmm. someone else check in with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, depression is um, a, a word that I never really quite used in my with me until I had that experience with the divorce. And then I didn't understand why I couldn't stop crying. But um, the medication certainly did help. So it was an important thing for me. And I just went to my GP and or I guess it was a gynecologist. Uh, and he prescribed that. So the doctors that you would go to is either your family doctor or a GP, right? That's a that's a perfectly good place to start. And, yeah. You know what you were what you were experiencing. I'm sure was um, a lot of the depression that comes with grief. Because yes. Yeah. Having a marriage end, whether you make the choice or your partner does, mm-hmm. is. It's just a devastating grief process. Mm-hmm. And no matter how angry you are or how ready you are to leave, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people feel greater and lesser degrees of, of grief. But mm-hmm. even if you get a new job and you're excited about your new job, but you're still walking away from the job you had before and the friends you made there, mm-hmm. you know, life is full of change. And grief and loss is part of accommodating ourselves to the change and the other thing is go ahead oh i'm sorry i was just going to say the other thing is depression one type of depression is is a situational depression and that means a depression that's brought on by something that occurs in our lives it's not it's not indicative of a a real permanent condition it's just mm-hmm. simply how we're feeling as we respond to something that really sucks in our life. Yes. I think I've had those. <laughs> yes, I know that I think one. we all I have. know that one. Well, you know, that was the most enlightening thing. Several years back, you know, in on this journey that we're on, I, I would share this. And one woman shared it with me that any time you have change in your life, you go through grief and it never dawned on me and you're saying it again just reiterated it to me and I want to make a point to share it with the audience that it did you realize that every time you go through change you experience some level of grief it may not be the worst grief it may be a lighter case of grief but you do have the processes the five steps of grief that you do go through and so I, I was just amazed because I hadn't really equated it with anything but actual loss like death. And I always feel now that a loss of a marriage is a death of a marriage. And so we grieve naturally, you know, when we go through the divorce process. So I, it I was really eye opening for me when I learned that. So I'm glad you should. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think also it's useful. And for, for our listeners, I think mm-hmm. it's really important to know that because um, that way we're not questioning ourselves. Why am I feeling sad? I should be excited about this change. Why am I having such a, a hard time with it? Mm-hmm. And I think a, a classic example of that is moving. You know, if we move from one town to another, that's yeah. an enormous change. And there's usually a lot of grief, even though we may be consciously very excited mm-hmm. uh, about the changes. Moving from one house to another, something that I'm, I'm a, I love to travel, but I'm also kind of a nester. So I really <laughs> like having my my home the way I want it to be. And it happens that I've moved quite a lot in my life. And I've developed a ritual of going through each room and taking photographs ah. before I empty it out. Uh-huh. And and then I, you know, it's one of my little coping mechanisms. And I think we all, human beings are just endlessly resourceful. And I think we all find coping mechanisms yes. for, for what, we're, what we're doing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like that idea. I I have been known to move a lot, and they sometimes joke about it that I <laughs> tease me. But um, yes, I've definitely felt that. It's like I have to walk through and say goodbye to the old house, even though I'm excited about the new house. Um, it really yeah. is a, um, a change, an adjustment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you don't mind, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit because you mentioned my Reboot Your Bliss three-month personalized mentoring program. Yes. And that is not uh, necessarily related to depression. That's a program in which I work with clients one-on-one mm-hmm. uh, in a very intensive way for, for 90 days. Mm-hmm. And certainly mental health is one of the issues that sometimes brings people into the program, people who are feeling depressed or people with anxiety or people who are bipolar. Mm-hmm. But people come in for a lot of other reasons, too, and divorce is one of the reasons, certainly. Or or when someone is trying to make that decision. Yes. When someone is on the precipice of a life-changing decision but hasn't been able to process it through yet. Mm-hmm. Or when people have a difficult situation at work and don't know how to how to navigate that. And mm-hmm. because I have a background in marketing as well, um, often a lot of entrepreneurs come to me for mentoring and they're or aspiring entrepreneurs, people who mm-hmm. either they're they're finding themselves working so hard they're just, you know, like on a little on a little hamster wheel exhausting themselves and not really accomplishing anything or Mm -hmm. they want very much to work for themselves. And so I can help people with that because, uh, you know, I've written, I've written a number of books and one of my books was called your internet cash machine, uh, which Ah. I wrote with my friendship with Sally. And Uh so that I know a lot about marketing, but also people come to me when they're working through grief and loss. Um, I know in my own life, I've been through a fair amount of, of grief and trauma. And my the other thing often is people come when they're dealing with physical illness. Either they're mm. 
sick themselves or they're taking care of someone who's ill. Oh, that's difficult. Yeah. It is. It is. It Mm -hmm. can be just exhausting. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, through my life, as, as I've dealt with and put depression behind me, I've faced other challenges. My husband had uh, advanced cancer and we spent, we spent most of a year at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. He is now in remission and doing very well. But oh, he has had a couple of, of heart attacks from which he's recovered. Yeah. I had um, I had an early breast cancer, which was, mm-hmm. you know, when you get a diagnosis like that, it certainly gets your attention. It does. And we've been very, very fortunate that we've returned to health. But, you know, it's, it's frightening. Mm-hmm. And it also stops your life. You know, it also brings everything to a screeching halt. It's that old, that old uh, saw about if you if you uh, want God to laugh, just make plans. Yes. And <laughs> and uh, <laughs> earlier earlier this year, and over New Year's weekend this year, our you know you mentioned we have ten grandchildren. We have nine grandchildren and one in heaven now. Our, oh. uh, 23-year-old granddaughter was, was murdered. She was abducted oh. and murdered. And, oh. you know, that, so I have, I have a, a very strong sense of, of how to get through enormously difficult life challenges. And I, yeah. you know, I, I'm fairly open about these things because i I feel that in my work, I'm called upon to bring in my own experiences to yeah. be able to support other people. Different people yeah. will process differently than I do. But yeah. one of the things I give people in my mentoring program and in all my programs is the toolkit I was talking about. I yeah. I really we, believe that um, therapeutic tools, but also law of attraction tools, I yes. think Lots of tools yeah. people can use to get through difficult yeah. times. Well, we're going to, I'm going to break here. And when we come back from this break, I'd like to go into talking about your, your reboot, your bliss and the toolkit that you have for transitions of grief and, and sorrow. So uh, if that's okay with you, that's what we'll plan to do when we come back. So come Great. back and we'll hear more from Jillian. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Tokenet Radio has partnered with one of the largest travel booking engines in the world to offer savings of 15 to 30% or more on hotel booking fees through our own web portal www.bestradiotravel.com Discover the discount you can receive by going to bestradiotravel.com forward slash Joyce J-O-Y-C-E to see for yourself. This is a custom booking site for the listeners of my show through TogiNet Radio. We have negotiated special rates at over 650,000 hotels worldwide to save our customers money. 
Our members leverage our massive buying power to save thousands of dollars by booking with us. BestRadioTravel.com can beat the best prices offered by any other major travel booking website. Please go to BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, sign up, and enjoy the discounts. This is BestRadioTravel.com forward slash Joyce, J-O-I-C-E. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. To Second Wind, and we are visiting today with Jillian Wheeler, who has created an awesome program called Reboot Your Blue. Bliss, which is a process that she trans that she has created for her clients to help them manage uh, sadness and grief that they may have experienced in their life. So, Jillian, would you kind of lead us into how this process was created and how you've been able to benefit your clients? Yes, I'd love to do that. Um, well, first of all, it's my belief that uh-huh. all of us come into all of us come into life with a huge capacity for bliss for happiness mm-hmm. I've been uh, very fortunate I've worked a lot in the birth community and um, my daughter is a, a doula she works a lot with newborn babies and mm. I, so I've, I've been fortunate to be present at a lot of births and one of the things that I've always noticed is that when this new little person in the room, everybody in the room has an immediate sense of who he or she is. It's just mm-hmm. a experience. And what I see in all those babies is joy and happiness. And as they begin to giggle and respond to being loved, mm-hmm. you see for babies who are fortunate enough to feel safe in their environment, mm-hmm. there is just um, so much bliss. And I believe that's what we all deserve. And mm-hmm. I said that what I wanted to to work on, the lens through which I wanted to work, was helping my clients regain that state of bliss. Mm-hmm. And I I strongly believe from my own experience and from working with people and from the all the people who shared with me over the years, that it is quite possible to go through something terribly painful and to still, even in the midst of that, experience joy. And mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean we're ignoring our feelings. It doesn't mean we're um, in denial. It's, I always think of the, the Leonard Cohen song when he says, um, the cracks are where the light comes in. You know, oh, I like that. Have, oh, it's yeah. just a, an amazing, an amazingly accurate description. I think none of us gets through life intact. We all uh-huh. have cracks that, and wounds that we've suffered, but mm-hmm. if we're open, then 
the light comes in through that. And I, I myself, um, am spiritual. I, I believe in a higher power. And, mm-hmm. But I think whether the people I work with do or not really doesn't matter. Um, just being open to the idea, love is there is love with clients when I think about a toolkit, first of all, I bring my own therapeutic tools because I have a lot of training in different modalities of therapy. Mm-hmm. And although the work I'm doing now is not therapy and I'm not a medical professional, I work now as a mentor, but I bring a lot of those tools to a relationship that I have with a client. Mm-hmm. And then I also, I'm a big believer in a holistic approach to life I, and to problems because I believe that we all are mind, body, and spirit. And so often we have to learn a different way to talk to ourselves, a different way to process mentally to have yeah. a different outcome. Right. You know, if I'm, if you see somebody having a bad day and you and they're talking about oh I don't know why I did that I made this huge mistake and they're beating themselves up mm-hmm. that creates a specific a specific climate in the brain a specific um, production of brain chemicals that cause stress that actually mm-hmm. change the structure of the brain and so if instead people learn to talk to themselves and talk to each other from a position of, of love and self-acceptance, yeah. then we have a completely different outcome in our mental health. And I believe also in the physical part of it. In uh, Certainly in depression, there are actual physical aspects that can be addressed. There are uh, supplements that can be used that are, in most cases, as effective as, as um psychoactive drugs there are foods to eat and not to eat exercising is important there's a whole physical component to our mental health and our happiness and then also there's a a spiritual component and Mm -hmm. that's where I've written a lot over the years about law of attraction and studied a lot of law Mm -hmm. of attraction since I was in my 20s which is many decades ago (laughs) and you know, I strongly believe that we, while we can't control everything that happens in life, and I believe that some things come in and that's just what we're meant to struggle with and grow through. Mm-hmm. I also yeah. know from my own experience that we can create a lot of our own reality. Right. And so that's one of the things that I teach people to do. I also yeah. use something called cognitive behavioral therapy, which is, a particular type of therapy that it involves that people can do for themselves that involves um, deciding on certain behaviors and then tracking those behaviors. If, for example, um, I have someone who's verging on depression and I, I make a suggestion that they be more active, that perhaps they try walking 15 mm-hmm. minutes a day as, mm-hmm. as one thing to begin, then I have charts for that that I can share with people where they can track their own progress. Yes. And so there's a, there are many tools in my toolkit. They're not 
everything isn't right for every person. Mm-hmm. But what I really like doing is working with individuals who come to me and they, they're going through something and they may not quite have a grip on what it is or why it's so painful. But my job is to be their cheerleader, their supporter, to be a mirror and mm-hmm. help them see exactly what's happening and to make a decision for how they'd like their life to be different in 90 days. Because we, yes. can, we can make a lot of changes for the better in our lives in three months. You know, mm-hmm. you may not, uh, if you're longing for a relationship, you may not find Mr. Right in 90 days and, and be married <laughs> by the time the present's over, but you'll have a lot of tools to help yeah. you achieve what you want. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes we totally overlook the power that we have and the control we have over our, ourselves, over our bodies, over our mind. And and your program sounds like it really addresses that <clears throat> so that a person having completed it or going through it, would get, the light would come on and they'd say, oh, I can change this. Even though it might have been something that they took in very early in their life, they can still change it. I think that's is exciting to know about your program, that it has that power to give them their control back. Yeah. You know, one of the things I really like about your website and the work you do mm-hmm. is that you talk about empowerment. Mm-hmm. Because I I agree with that absolutely. I think it's so important for us to be able to be conscious about the the power that we do have right even i you know i think some people become victims and and live their life for a time we hope they recover from that victim mode mentality but if they've been in situations where they're they lose their their power it's i think it's so uh, uh, empowering to let them know they can regain it. They don't have to stay as a victim in that situation. They were a victim, but they don't have to going forward have to stay there. And I love that about just I, knowing that, passing it on. I love that too. I love working with clients who are figuring out, getting in touch with their own power because each of us has so much power. And right. You know, I talk a lot, work a lot with clients about boundaries. And so many people, men as well as women, but particularly Mm. women, we don't know how to make good boundaries and enforce good boundaries. Mm -hmm. And uh, boundaries are something we're all training each other in all the time. (laughs) You know, we're we're always teaching other people what we'll accept and what we won't. Right. And I think think, uh, good boundaries really are a tool for people to be able to to be able to regain their power. Right. Or maybe for the first time in their lives to feel their power. Right. Well, you know, I came from a family that never argued. <laughs> now, try and do that. You know, naturally, I took it into my marriage. And so um, I didn't know how to have a adult conversation to or to even call up something that really wasn't 
um, working for me. So, you know, those are those are some things that we carry and they go right into our our own marriages. And then they, of course, they they don't work so well there either. But uh, that was always something for me. Um, and certainly if I were to create a new relationship, I'd have to come see you, Jillian, because I'm not sure <laughs> I've mastered that area. <laughs> well, my guess is that you, you've learned so much that you're probably, probably some man is going to be very lucky when he meets you. Oh, um, oh. You know, I think, too, we carry, we have cultural things. Like, in your case, you're talking about your family culture. Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, in my case, I grew up uh, a lot in Vancouver, which is very um, British. My grandfather was very British. And um, so there was a lot of not showing emotion oh. and not not hugging people, which was anathema to me as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned those behaviors, but I never felt that I really fit into my family because I'm always it's just who I am. You know, I'm, I'm always going to hug people if they're, unless they're sending off five saying, don't touch me. And right. I'm always going to, you know, talk about what's going on with me and, mm-hmm. and be open. And it's taken me a lot of years to, um, to really realize who I am, what's authentic mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. So family culture is important. I think uh, social culture, all of those things play a part in how we behave. But ultimately, we we need to learn if we're going to be happy, we have to learn to trust ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an exercise I, I just came to mind when you were saying that um, in studying and working with Jack Canfield. You know, I started out in his uh, success to business program that he has Um And one of the exercises was to stand in front of a person and look them in the eye. And he would, you know, we would stand there from three to five minutes. And we as a, we don't do that very often. You know, we may glance at somebody's eyes, but we don't stand there and look in those eyes. And it was, it was so uh, life changing. Because eventually, as the exercise went on, it got longer and longer, you know, you'd go into your emotion. I mean, I'd start crying just simply out of the connection that I had made with that person. And, uh, uh, you know, we were doing it with men because there were men and women in this class, in this uh, workshop. And it was just so powerful. Who would have thought something so simple would have been so powerful? Have you ever experienced yes, I, that? I have. Um, I was a foster parent for many years. Mm-hmm. And at and I've, I've done it in workshops, but um, I remember specifically doing it in a foster parent training. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a man that I was paired with, um, and I think his wife and my husband were paired. And mm-hmm. they, he, um, he was not a very, you know, he was kind of a good old boy person, very mm-hmm. nice, very warm, but not much of a talker about emotions. But yes. as we stood and just looked into each other's eyes for several minutes, there is a, there is an intimacy that, 
we run away from a lot in our culture. You know, yes. we made a connection that at the end, we just, you know, hugged and held each other for a few minutes. And even though, you know, I never saw him again, I <laughs> have that sense of I made a connection with that human being. And I uh-huh. often think of him and send a little prayer his way and hope that life uh-huh. is going well for him because it's the kind of, it's the kind of connection that, it's just outside of our cultural norm. And I think yeah. even even with lovers and parents and children, often we don't spend enough time just allowing ourselves to stop talking and experience that level of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember when my babies were born, um, and I particularly remember when my, my youngest son was born, I had this experience with him. I was in the hospital with him for several days and he just looked into my eyes all the time. It's like he was just soaking, Mm. soaking in, not just bonding with me, which was certainly there, but he was also just soaking in information, you know, Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. and and that's who we are at our core. We are, we are those innocent, beautiful people at our core. And a lot of what we learn in life just, covers it up and and makes it inaccessible to us yeah yeah amazing how powerful such a simple exercise could be i would like for you you have some wonderful offers that uh, my listeners can take advantage of would you like to talk about those and also tell them how they can get in touch with you if they might be interested in knowing more about your work and certainly your books that are on your website Oh, thank you. And we were talking the other day about I I was a co-author in a Jack Canfield book too, and I have, oh, yeah. they changed the title at some point, but it's Life Lessons in Mastering the Law of Attraction. I went oh. back and looked just so I could tell you. Oh, <laughs> so, good. <laughs> yes, I have um, I have a website which is JillianColemanWheeler dot com, and from there you can get to the depression website. But you can also uh, download an ebook, a free ebook called seven steps to reboot your bliss. And I think, I think that's something that everybody who downloads it loves it. And I get notes all the time from people. (laughs) And then I also, I'm happy to talk to anyone personally about my uh, reboot your bliss three months personalized mentoring program, which is um, kind of my signature program. And it's not for everyone, but it is, um, I do make available like, you know, a 20 or 30 minute call where we can get to know each other and Mm -hmm. then decide if that program is right for someone or what other program I have that might be right. And people can, can access that by going to, and I'll send you this link to put on your website, HTTPS, um, colon slash slash schedule with Jillian dot as dot me schedule with jillian dot as dot me oh okay and also i have a i have a facebook page jillian coleman reader that has lots of lots of information on it for anyone who's on facebook Uh uh-huh yeah this uh now your three-month program is that a one-on-one program or is that a group program oh no that's a one-on-one program one-on-one and it's okay it's a very uh, quite a, a time intensive program. It's, it's definitely a commitment of time and energy and 
um, to some degree, a commitment of money. But it is mm-hmm. um, the way it works is that we will talk. I will talk with a client uh, once a week for 12 weeks, and mm-hmm. we'll have an hour together over. I use Zoom so that we can actually see each other and talk as though we were in the same room. Mm-hmm. And then every week I'll send um, tools and information to the client, and they have mm-hmm. unlimited access to me through email. I'm always there to return an email if they ask questions. Right. And, the, and when the time is right, we'll decide, and, and I'll be the support person and help the client decide what exactly they want, how they want their lives to be different in 90 yeah. days. And of course, many clients work with me a lot longer, but mm-hmm. that is my, my most intense program. And it, it allows people to go as deep as they want to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk about it on my website. And mm-hmm. then I also, of course, have the program that you mentioned, which is uh, at rebootbliss.com. And it is uh, my video, it's multimedia, it's video and audio and mm-hmm. ebook. A, a program mm-hmm. on um, overcoming depression. Yeah, and I have yeah. I have other programs. So there's, you know, depending on how how intensively you want to work, or how much you just like to get a taste for how I work, there are lots of options for folks. Yeah, well, I, I could tell just by our visiting this day. I mean, who wouldn't want to work with you, Jillian? You're so uh, warm and so sensitive. I mean, I. Listen, I think it'd be a treat to work with you, and and certainly the growth would be there for uh, for a change of life or increasing one's life value. I mean, that's awesome. I just think you'd be an awesome person to work with. So, but do you oh, ever? You. And it's, a, it's a great joy for me. Yeah. Do you ever? Do, do you ever come back to Texas? It sounds like you're traveling a lot. We actually go to Texas every three months or so and uh-huh. spend a couple of weeks because our children and our grandchildren live there, except for one of our children lives in, in uh, Pennsylvania. So we don't get to spend as much time with them. But we, for example, I went back at the end of July and I spent a week in Austin and a week in Houston. I was, I was able to have one-on-one time with each one of my grandkids and each one of my children. So that's the, you know, we're a a close family and family is a lot of what sustains me. So I, we make that a point and, and that's, that works out well for us. And then, and then we go off and, and do things we like to do. We spend a lot of time in New Mexico. Yes. Well, I love that you have incorporated your love of travel and your your professional life uh, so that it works. I think that's uh, I really think that is walking your talk there that you're able to do both things. And it, it just says, you know, we all can do that. If that's our dream, that's what we can do. <laughs> And you, you know, we, we just live in a we live in amazing times in terms of the options we have around work. Yes. Um, and I and and I love helping people figure out how to access those options. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. We're very fortunate time. Now, 
what is next on your schedule? Are you planning another book or another course or or just another trip? (laughs) (laughs) My my book is coming out before the end of the year. And it's um, Reboot Your Bliss, Help for Depression. And it is a book that um, is going to be published. And we're very excited about that. I'm I'm really looking forward to getting that done. I'm uh, I have done some work this year assisting a a good friend of mine in getting his book published. We have old friends. Their names are Tom and Diane Pauley, and they have a site called RichDreams.com. Uh, and Tom Tom had a series of strokes and some near death experiences. That his book is amazing. So um, uh, I have always. Yeah. I've always been published, almost always, by New York publishers, by Wiley, usually. And ah. so this will be my first foray into self-publishing, and I'm excited about it. Um, many of the the people that I know who are writers have begun to self-publish, and, and the mm-hmm. trend is certainly going that way. Yeah. That's another great thing about our time, that we do have that flexibility for more people to be published, and more words to get out there, more good information. So I'm liking that about yes. the 21st century as well. Well, I want to say, Jillian, this has been such a treat for me. I love your work. I love talking with you and sharing your message with my listeners. So I thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, it's, it was so kind of you to invite me, and it's been a real pleasure for me to talk to you and I look forward to getting to know you better. Yes, I think so. We may cross again in this future that we are living all this good stuff. But I thank you. And dear listeners out there, I thank you for being here. I hope you're as excited about Jillian Wheeler as I have been and just getting to know her. And I am excited that I've been able to share this with you on Second Wind. Now, you know next week that we'll be back with another show, another great guest. And I'm hoping that this week will be one of peace and joy for you. It's all out there. Just go to Jillian's website, get her, download her, her ebook, and you can begin recovering and knowing, rebooting your bliss, rebooting your bliss. So, Take advantage of the great offers that are here available for you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate and love each of you out there. See you next week. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.